Every man. Every man. Podcast. Podcast. Every man podcast. Big dog, Daryl Campbell. Happy, happy, joy, joy. How are you, brother? Dude, doing great, man. Blessed and highly favored. We Mm. say it all the time, man. Well, we say it because we are it. We are it. That's just it <laughs> and uh before we get too far out it's uh it's my fiance's birthday today happy birthday to happy you birthday. and uh what better what better way to celebrate that on the everman podcast than a little interview with uh with our boy tommy rogers from between oh the barrier oh my gosh yeah super super talented musician singer songwriter extraordinary poet every man entrepreneur oh yeah family man Come oh on. yeah Double down on Love the family it. man. Yeah, it's um, Tommy. Um, so, of course, we all know Tommy released uh, a new solo EP called Feel Better. It's out mm. on Sumerian Records. It's available everywhere. Digital music is sold. You know, Spotify, Apple Music, all the great, great same places that you listen to the Everyman podcast mm-hmm. on. Uh, you can check out uh, Feel Better. And um, I saw that he had a blessed the world with some new music. So I reached out to him and said, hey, bro, how do you feel about coming back on the pod? He had been here with us previously, episode twenty nine in the archives. If you want to take a take a deep dive there into the archives and check it out, and uh, came back on, had a great conversation today. Uh, really awesome, awesome interview. Unbelievable. I mean, the the EP itself, um, you know, I get a little choked up on it just because of what the the writing just kind of evokes and kind of brings out of me because Tommy is brilliant. In my honest opinion, brilliant. He's just brilliant, and um, he's honest. He's real, and you can hear that in the music. And anytime you have somebody that is at his level, that is the uh, type of talent that he is, you know, bring that out. I I think it should be celebrated. And um, thank God that he uh, came on pod with us. Yeah, I uh, can't thank him enough for for sharing his time. And um, you know, it, it's. It's cool when um, when the people you look up to for their for their profession and their skill set, and when you get to know them over a little bit of time, and then you get to talk to them for you put them on the spot a little bit, and uh, you really see the kind of the character and uh, the kind of the intention and the thoughts that make make a man like that tick. So, Tommy, thank you very much for your thank time, you. brother. Um, can't wait to see you you and the BT Band boys on the road again, and uh, you know. If you if you're listening to this uh, this podcast for the first time, welcome to the Everyman Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Cosmic Canoe. We are stoked to have you. We hope yes. you had an awesome Fourth of July. We know uh, we did. We had an awesome stream, mm-hmm. uh, Fourth of July spectacular that we had on Twitch. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you know where to find it. Leave us a, uh, leave us a review in your podcast app of choice. Tell us what you think about the show. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Also Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Everyman Podcast on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Check us out live. We'll be live tonight, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so you're listening to this podcast in the morning. If it's Thursday and you listen to it, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you listen to this uh, right when it drops, it's coming for you, and uh, we're, we're having a good time. So um, 
you know, while you're here in the Cosmic Canoe, check out some of our past episodes with oh, yeah. uh, with Between the Bear to Me. Tommy in episode 29. Jamie King was one of our first guests, producer, mm-hmm. uh, engineer extraordinaire for the band. Uh, I believe that's episode seven. Uh, you know, we've had Mike Mangini. We've had John Petrucci. Oh, yeah. We've had James Labrie. Yeah. We've had Dusty Waring and, and Blake Richardson. Uh, Blake Richardson, of course, of Twitch fame. And, uh, you know, just, just grab a paddle, hop in the Cosmic Canoe, and, and have a good time with us. And I think with that being said, um, you know, make sure you fire up, feel better on uh, your streaming platform of choice. And let's get to our interview with the one and only Tommy Rogers of Between the Bear to Me. Let's do it. Making his return to the Everman podcast today is Grammy-nominated vocalist, songwriter, and co-founder of Between the Barry to Me, Tommy Rogers. His new EP, Feel Better, is available everywhere. Digital music is sold. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Rogers. Tommy, what's up, brother? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Tea. Dude, doing good, man. You're looking good. You're looking, uh, you're looking trim yeah. out there, dude. You, you, you dude, losing some great. COVID pounds? I wish I had hair, bro. I don't. I, I shaved. I shaved a little, <laughs> so it makes me look a little slimmer. That is. You I, know, I had a mustache, but my my family wasn't taking it. I try. I try to go with the mustache. My fiance, uh, she's not a big fan. And actually, before before we get too into it, a little cosmic canoe moment here. Actually, this podcast is coming out on my fiance's birthday, and uh, we met at a between the bear to me show. Oh yeah, I remember you telling us that. Yeah, awesome. so one of yeah. one of very few. So happy birthday to you! And uh, so, dude, as let's just jump into it, man. So. Obviously, uh, you know, we've all been kind of affected in various ways here uh, with the with the COVID-19. Jo- Daryl and I joke yeah. about uh, everywhere they keep talking about these unprecedented circumstances or <laughs> uncertain times. It's like it's COVID. It's like it's like it's it like is. a it's like a branded holiday. They don't want to they don't want to infringe upon or something. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, obviously the, some of the BT BAM stuff got, got postponed. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I want to hear, hear from you. So how, how was that process for you, you know, when it first started and, and how everything, well, how quick did everything happen for you? Well, we were on tour when it started. Um, we were in, we had just done Australia and then we flew over to South America. So we were just, I mean, exhausted, you know, as much as you can imagine. And you know, then it slowly we started hearing about this virus, and you know, as you, as typical Americans, we were like, "Oh, we're fine. It's not gonna, <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna affect us." And, yep. <laughs> and, then, and then we noticed, you know, because we were flying to different countries every day, we noticed that every day we were, you know, landing and basically going through these screenings where they interview, they take your temperature, and it got a little creepier, kind of Black Mirror esque every day. And you know, we were, you know, we're like, "All right, this is getting really serious," and obviously we were keeping up with what's going on at home and. And, you know, every morning we were kind of like deciding if we need to cancel shows or, or fly or w- what we need to do. So it was it was a stressful last few days, but we made it through the tour. Um, but the craziest thing was the second we flew home, like I landed in L.A. and no screening, no interview, no temperature. And, it, and just instantly I was just like, it's crazy how, you know, some of the, we were flying in the, you know, the week before some very small airports. Yeah, and I just and I just fly into like one of the biggest airports in the country, and it's like nothing's even going on. And then a week later, it was just you know full isolation, all that. So we we as a band really lucked out because you know we had a lot of 
fellow musicians who, you know, had to that started a tour right when it happened and had to cancel. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah. lot that goes along with that. You know, paying for buses and merch, you know, all that lot, stuff. Yeah, a lot yeah. of money lost. So we we were very fortunate to get off the road. Literally, I mean, it was like days before the lockdown. We were, and you know, when I landed, you know, I was really worried about you know, having something or giving it to my son and wife. And, you know, could I, cause I was in Australia, there was a lot of cases there and, you know, I kind of, you know, we took a lot of precautions. I didn't completely self isolate from them, but I was very careful about, you know, coming back home. So yeah, it was crazy. And, and here we are still dealing with it. And I don't know, there's a lot to talk about, about it. I mean, I think everybody on a grand scale is, you know, it's affected everyone some way or another. And I think it's shed light on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and yep. how, our, how our society operates and what's wrong and right about all of it. So I, I think one of the really interesting things um, is just the, the idea about sick time or, or staying home when you're sick. And yeah. I've always kind of, you know, been one of those people in an office that's like, I can't believe people come in, they're hacking, they're coughing, they're doing all this shit. <laughs> and I'm always like, just stay home. Like they, that's why we have yeah. sick time, you know? And people feel like they, you know, I mean, a lot of people feel like they're going to lose their job or they don't want to be away from work. And I, I understand that. But I yeah. think this is really, if anything, it's helped everyone understand that like, you know, safety first, you know, like health comes first and we got to put a pause on things and, and find a new way to, to do stuff. And obviously, you know, not to get too into the weeds about it, but, you know, no matter what you go through, there's going to be hindsight, you know, and, yeah. and oh, maybe could have done this differently, done that. And I think, I think the important thing, um, is we, is we figure out these solutions because I know I'm as a fan of music, you know, I, I want it, I want to be able to do that again, you know, yeah. and, and see it and experience it in the way that it's meant to be experienced. And, you know, if, if we don't start and, and it's like a fine line between, taking risks and and yeah. experimenting and, and trying new things and you know I, I talk about a lot i'm a pro wrestling big pro wrestling fan and one of the cool things about what they're figuring out new ways to do stuff as an example and and it's working so i i hope that you know concerts you know do the same and one of the things i, I actually I, i'm curious about if it affected you differently so when it first started i remember calling my fiance and be like, Hey baby, you got to go run to the store, grab, you know, some, this grab that, make sure we have enough stuff. And obviously, you know, you guys are very vocal, you know, you're, you're vegan. Um, and I was wondering, did, was there any extra difficulty for you guys getting extra stuff in the early stages? Because there's not, but you know, not typically a ton of options. You know, I know there's more where you are, but did, yeah. did, was that an extra complication for you guys at not, all? Not really. I mean, there was a, there was like a small uh, toilet paper scare for me for like a <laughs> few weeks yep. where I was like, you know, I was like, one square. Like, we have like <laughs> two rolls left and, and it's nowhere, you know, but, but we found obviously um, it's, it's, it's just crazy. Like it puts a lot of things in perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, finding food, I was, I was fine. Um, but, but it was crazy just going to the grocery store. You almost felt like a very privileged hunter and gra- hunter and gatherer. <laughs> you know, <it> right. Like, <laughs> yep. Like there was nothing in the stores, but you're like, okay, I can make this out of this and, you know, make it work. And it almost brought you back to this kind of like fight or flight survival mode, you yeah. know, in a very contemporary way. Um, 
but yeah, I very comfortable. It kind of, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I, I didn't enjoy that, but it, but it, I liked the things that made me think about. Like I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, I gotta and agree the with little, you there. And the little things that we take for granted. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, I think that you know all these freedoms. I, th- I think the thing I learned the most out of all this is like we, our so-called freedom. We we made it something that was very individual. Like everything's about me and what I can do, and and I think that's still why all this is happening is because no one's thinking like us. What are we doing together? You know, we're, we're all just worrying about ourselves, and and that's why we're in this mess is because you know people are very self-centered, and you know they're not trying to do what's best for the community as a whole. You know. Yeah, and yeah. I th- I think on top of that, you have, you know, it's hard to express a nuanced approach to anything these days and you know it's you you know we try to we try to steer clear of any anything that could you know lead one way or the other on any topic but some things like this it's like well you know there's it's it's too complicated to just to just put you know an a simple answer together you know for for what should we do and it's like well everyone's going to kind of like take for example like the senior you know senior citizens and people like myself i have you know i have a serious you know stable but serious genetic heart issue i'm yeah. taking extra precautions you know yeah. I, you know as i say that as i'm sitting right next to daryl but daryl's getting temperature checked and everything <laughs> oh, yeah, six times day. a day at his job every day so Jeez. you know it's not like i'm going out uh going nuts you know everybody's yeah. so it's like you got to just you're right the, there's that personal element of it but you also got to think about the whole crew you know yeah. and, and pick- the future yeah, it's not it's not i think everybody's living in the, like a two-day period or a right. week period they're not thinking in the future at all which is i don't know i mean it's hard to because everything's changing i think everybody's just winging it i mean even yeah. like we're dealing with school stuff right now with oh, our son because he's he's starting back in august and, and it, i mean even on a grand scale as a school system they're they don't know what they're you know yeah. they're they're like kind of winging it and every week it kind of changes a little bit so i think Every business is kind of like that at this point, where we're just kind of taking it week by week and figuring it out. So I feel the same way. Even like I went to the gym today, and uh, yeah. there were a couple of guys walking around without their masks on, and like everybody else was. And yeah. you know, one of the managers came up to a guy coming straight in, going right yep. to his you know a spot, and he's like, "Listen, you know, you got to have your mask on." Yeah. And he started giving them a little bit of shit, and I was just like, "Bro, listen, <laughs> he's thinking about all of us. You know right. what I mean? Just kind of like get yeah. out of here." I know I you know. got that one track mind. You want to get to the bench. You want to get to your squat. I'm I'm right there with you. But hey, you got to think about everybody. So yeah, yeah. Somehow that's become political, which is crazy. <laughs> well, you can make you can make bubblegum political in this day and age. You know, like it's, it's yeah. and that's what I mean about the nuanced opinion. Because if you the minute you say, well, this guy has a good idea and this guy has a good idea, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Like yeah. like like how could you possibly? <laughs> And I think, you know, when I when I talk with, you know, people like yourself, musicians and artists and people that athletes that that are used to working in a team environment, even like even even though there's leaders in those teams, but I find that people that work in a team environment have a little bit more openness to a nuanced opinion and like being able to take, you know what I mean? And, And I think that's something that people may not. If if you've always just been yourself and working for yourself or promoting yourself, yeah. it's hard to take a step back and be like, "Well, what's good for my neighbor here, yeah. and what's good for my yeah. neighbor here?" You know, Absolutely. it's uh, yeah. 
it's it's interesting. It's interesting times. I'm glad you guys are adapting, and and you know that brings me to my next kind of point is that, you know, we uh, we took the time to kind of invest into what what we're doing with the podcast and 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 take it into a new you know visual realm and doing the live things uh, you know when we do that on Twitch and um, if you were kind of already a toe in the water in the the quote unquote future of you know entertainment um like kind of like we all are this really pushed a lot of people towards that yeah and i bring this up because um you know obviously blake has been killing it i think in about another hour he's going to be on twitch live um doing his thing and and that it's been cool to see the fans you know really doing great with it yeah going to that so um one of the things uh, a lot of people were asking is you know like what kind of uh innovation do you think you guys are going to see out of this if anything if there's anything you kind of have in mind i don't know i mean it's tough i I think the the streaming video thing you know i i I see both sides of it i think certain uh, certain age groups especially are drawn to it like for me a a band streaming live on the computer or on your tv it's not remotely close to a live performance um it's interesting but i i maybe 10 minutes in i'm like all right and, you know, that's just me being honest, but I think it's something that kind of needs to be done. It's the future of a lot of things. Um, I don't know. I mean, everything, I think it's making people think outside of the box, just like when streaming happened, it, it made musicians like, okay, you know, people aren't buying CDs, what do we do? It's mm-hmm. just another kind of bump, another bump in the road where we have to figure out how to make it work. The only problem I see with live performances, I as of now, I don't see anything that is remotely close to the the feeling you get in a room with a band, right? Or a, or a singer, or a performer in any way, sense, or form. Like in in that that energy and that connection, it's like that's. I just don't know how that's going to be reproduced in any other way than being in a room with that person. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's you can't. There's that energy, you know that. Yeah. And and it's like you start sounding like kind of like a woo woo loony tune, but you know I've been, you know, there's something going on. Some you, it doesn't happen every time a band takes a stage, and you yeah. can you can relate to that, I'm sure. But yeah. sometimes you tap into something inside yourself with your bandmate with the audience, and something special happens. And I've been there in the crowd, you know, at some at some BT band shows where that's happened. I remember one in particular. Um, when you guys played the Starland Ballroom, uh, you sold it out with uh, Animals as Leaders. Yeah, that was a yeah. I mean, I had never seen that place have so many people in it. There was, yeah. I mean, it was it was wall to wall. That's my, what I'm saying. You and my parents like, were there at that show, and that, that was the first oh, time really? my parents saw BT Bam, and they were there for that one. And it was like there was like something special going on there. So that's yeah. the thing that, and but that's the thing that creates young musicians. That's the yeah. thing that some you know, 13 year old in the audience goes, I want to do that. And and that's the thing that you're going to, we're all going to lose if we don't take a step back, be okay with not having concerts right now and play the long game. Think, think about the big picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing about, you know, the live experience, you know, from a performer, as like you said, there's that energy that you feed off the crowd, especially with aggressive music. You know, it's not, it's not like we're Jimmy Buffett where we're playing a bunch of old people sit, sit down, yeah. you know, like, like you feed off that and like you perform better when you're being fed that, you know, and it's hard to kind of duplicate that when you're just in your house or whatever. And, but I mean, I think, 
I think it's great that we're in a you know a day and age where you can create something that's that gives the fans something that it's not, it doesn't go completely black. You know, it's not you know they can still experience your songs in just a different way. Um, and like I say, I, I think it's the future in the sense that it's not going to replace live music, but I think it will be intertwined. Yeah, and people will get more creative with the things that uh, they bring to the table with that. I, yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot of guys that are doing it really well, and, and one in particular yeah. that I think is really doing it in- interesting is uh, Matt Heafy from Trivium. Mm-hmm. He's been he's yeah. been on it for for a couple of years now, and he's well, almost yeah, he's one of those dudes that's like I told you so kind of thing. <laughs> well, and not only that, but he's he's like popular to a whole different audience than yeah. that's the audience that was listening to Trivium, and yeah. um, he does stuff where like you'll see him working on a song, and then six months later they're on tour and he sets up a camera from the side stage and you're seeing the crowd, you're seeing his guitar tech yeah. and then they're playing that song mm-hmm. and there's this cool thing if like, because whether it's, you know, Game of Thrones or, you know, Ozark, I just finished watching that most recent season which I is still awesome. I gotta watch Ozark. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it either. It's intense. It's intense. I was getting sweaty just, just watching it. <laughs> um, but people are used to long, to- long form storytelling and like this podcast yeah. is an example of that where people were like, no, it's interviews have to be segments that are cut up and neat little two minute things and it's like actually people want to hear the people they like talk for an hour you know and and, uh i think you know that long form the progression of seeing an artist you like um daniel from tesseract is another great one yeah does a lot yeah where you see him working on demos for vocals and then you know eventually we're going to see the album come out so yeah um yeah, I don't yeah, want to see I, it replace I, I it. I think but. the thing, like, on the other end of that, like, I, I think the guys that do it are phenomenal, and I, I think it's such a interesting look into how people work. But I also think that as a musician, like, especially when this, was, this happened, I felt like a, a huge pressure to do something like that. And I had to really really think, like, is this something I want to do or something I yeah. I have to do because people expect me to do it. And I had to really right. kind of have that conversation with myself. And, and, and what I kind of concluded at this moment was like my process of how I write and, and how I come to the conclusion of writing songs. I think if I put a camera, I think it would change that. And I, and I think mm. there's part of it where I don't want people to kind of see that process and not, I don't know, that might be me being selfish in some way, but, I, but I think, as musicians, we need to be really honest with ourselves and decide if that's something that's right for us individually. And me, you know, I was like, I'll start a Twitch, I'll do this. And, and then the more I thought about it, I was just like, I don't know if that's really me. A, I don't like being in front of cameras. And, and B, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I kind of like that my process changes and it happens in a lot of different places. It doesn't happen in this one spot in front of this one camera. And I don't want it to interfere with that really because I like how spontaneous that is for me and how motivation just pops out of nowhere, not at a scheduled time for people to see, you know, that's, yeah, so that's, that, that's awesome. So I, yeah. I, so I see both things, but there's people that, you know, really thrive on in that platform and it, it's something that fits for them really, really well. But I guess what I'm saying is I, I feel like if there's people out there that are kind of struggling with, is that for me, like, be honest with yourself. It may not be for you, you know, and there's, 
you know, you have to figure something that works for you. So before we get back to Tommy here on the Everyman podcast, we just want to take a moment and thank you for checking us out. If this is the first time you've been with us on the Cosmic Canoe in this beautiful journey that we're on oh, together, yeah. we've got a lot of exciting podcasts in the archives. We've got, of course, Tommy's first appearance, episode mm-hmm. 29. We've got episode 7, Jamie King, Gotta producer extraordinaire, engineer, the king, the man himself, the man behind the console, Jamie King. Um, also, uh, we've got episodes with Blake Richardson and Dusty Waring from Between yes, the Bear to Me, Paul Wagoner from Between the Bear to Me. The only person that hasn't been on the show so far is Dan, and we're going to change that soon. Yeah. Check out our episodes with John Petrucci in the archives. We've got Matt Halpern coming up in a few weeks, mm-hmm. Andy McKee coming up in a few weeks. If you're enjoying this episode of the Everyman Podcast, take a second to subscribe to the show, give us a review, and hop in the Cosmic Canoe with us. Hey, T, let me, let me chime in here real quick just to that fact. Uh, um, you, you mentioned writing there. I write poetry in my spare time and, you know, um, I agree with you because I feel there is a certain level of, I don't know, you having to have that moment to when you're a mind, when you have a mind of, you know, of a creative to yourself, you know what I mean? There's something, there's something innocent about it. There's something that's yours that you can pour yourself into. And then, you know, when people hear it or when you go to like a spoken word set and, you know, people, they, they, it's almost like you bring them into that moment once you read it or they read it because they see how much you've poured yourself into it. But you yeah. had to devote yourself to that time and that moment, you know, alone. Yeah. So I, I hear you when you say that. Yeah. And, and as far as, I mean, yeah, that's you, you hit, hit the nail on the head for sure. Like, and with like something with vocals and me and like, for instance, the band, like when I write music or vocals for between the bear to me and music, there's a lot of stuff that I kind of like go way in the left field to see if it works. <laughs> and it would be straight up fucking embarrassing if people saw it, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they don't need to hear that the, the I, first I verse about bananas or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't want something to, to make me feel insecure about something I'm trying because right. I think that's that's what's nice about like having that that creative moment by yourself is like who gives a shit I can fucking Absolutely. try to rap over this part and it might not work or I can you know there's lots of things that I've done or written or tried that just was total shit but <laughs> right. you know, I don't I don't want that to be in you know permanent record it. yeah well, permanent record you know the crazy yeah. thing is like it's 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 just like uh so I'm a producer at NFL Films. So uh-huh. it's it, that would be kind of like the difference between if I'm editing this piece for whatever network or for whatever client and my door is open and you hear all of the things that I'm saying into <laughs> yeah. my microphone, VOing, yeah. just trying lines. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck is going on? In there? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? As opposed to if I have that moment by myself or if I which normally ends up happening, I'm I, I, I try later in the day when I know nobody's in the office and I can just focus on really honing in on this moment and these stories that I'm trying to just pull out of here and, 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 and make visual so make somebody can, can see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. Like, like Jay, when you're saying like, yeah, if it's first about the bananas or whatever, like if, when you're by yourself, you're like, shit, I don't care. Like I'm, I'm going to keep yeah. going. But you yeah. know, if, uh, when, you know, if, if, if a mic is there, if somebody's there, you're kind of like, ah, can I really talk about yeah. this? Yeah. I don't know. And some people, like like Devin Townsend, for instance, he can have a mic on him and he'll just mm-hmm. create magic. Like yeah, the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guy's a genius. That's not me. <laughs> like yeah, so I mean, it, 
you know, just like anything, it, wor- it works for a lot and doesn't oh, yeah. for some. Yeah, but the, but there is it. money to be involved, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's the interesting thing, you know, and, yeah. and it's like with, with this, you know, uh, a little plug time here, you know, the Evermint Podcast, we're live on Twitch, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern, and we, we kind of took what we do normally, and we just tried to make it a little looser, and, and that's the cool yeah, thing about yeah. Twitch is because you can – you can interact with your audience, you know, and and the, I'm sure you've, you've ventured into the comment section on YouTube. It can get pretty, pretty terrible there pretty quick. (laughs) And, uh, it's like, Oh, I'm a pro with comments. They don't affect me at all. That's good. I'd imagine you'd have to be, you'd have to have a a strong, uh, a strong shield to it at this point. Um, but you know, everybody, everybody has a voice these days online. So it's, it's, it's a cool community. So now I want to talk to you about your newest release feel better. Um, yeah. so last time you were on episode, it was uh, episode 29. It's a long time ago here on the Everyman podcast. Check it out. If this is your first time listening with us, um, we talked a lot about your solo career mm-hmm. and kind of the stuff that you had been working on and you know, what might be coming next. And, you know, I kind of, you know, if everything starts happening and I see on, on Instagram the other day, you know, Oh, feel better. It's out. Now it was, it was kind of news to me. It was a surprise to me. Yeah. Was this, um, just as a, re- a result of COVID time or had you already been working on this, but th- let's, let's dive into uh, feel better. Yeah. Um, well, one song I had ri- the music written a uh, track two. I wrote it on tour, I think last year sometime. And it was just something I was kind of sitting on. It never really felt right. It didn't feel right for don't touch the outside. And, um, yeah, I knew I wanted to do something with that. I, it was kind of always in the back of my mind. And then when COVID hit, like, you know, I think just like most people, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to use this time. I'm going to be productive. You know, I'm going to write. I'm going to do all this. And, you know, that's a lot easier said than done. I've definitely had, you know, good weeks, bad weeks, you know, lately a lot of bad weeks for writing. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it was just one of those things where I kind of wanted to just pour out what I was feeling at that time, uh, see what happens. You know, it was all very spontaneous. And, you know, I wrote the songs, the other two songs in like two days, you know, just real quick and recorded everything at home. And, yeah, I just kind of wanted to create something that that kind of expressed how I was feeling in the moment. And hopefully that would resonate in a way where people could kind of connect with it and how they're feeling in the moment as well. So. Yeah, I'll yeah, give it was you very my therapeutic in a way. I'll give you my thoughts on. It. I know Daryl's itching to to, yeah. to tell you what he thinks about it. So, <laughs> and I, I he hasn't he hasn't told me either. So, the thing the thing I really like about it, Tommy, <clears> is that and, and I'm obviously I'm not just saying this because we're sitting here together, but um, I love music that has a lot of space sonically mm-hmm. and like also kind of the 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 intention of the instrumentation, like wh- where everything's placed and, and kind of yeah. how it how it's built, like how the house is built. And the first thing I, I noticed right away when listening to this that I thought was a little bit different than the, than your previous stuff is this just had such a, a big open kind of yeah. like, like you said, therapy. And to me, like it has a therapeutic vibe to it. And, and when I like I, it, I I've been listening to it on my drive home from work. I just got back to work, you know, two weeks ago yeah. and th- everything's crazy. And now there's all these new things going on and we, you know, we're trying to keep our things going and. I, li- I started listening to it on the way home and it, it really like, it almost helps me like it's been helping me reset in a way. And it's really interesting. Cool. And like the thing I really like about it is just that it, it, the flow, it, there's just a different, it's got a different feel. And I think it's like, it definitely points to, to how kind of we're all feeling here now. Um, but you know, I love it and uh, I'm, I'm really stoked and I hope everybody, uh, you know, 
after after you've done this podcast, you know, swipe up on the show notes. The link will be uh, right there to p- purchase this. It's, it's it's killer, man. Awesome, thank you. Um, man, I didn't. <laughs> I told uh, Justin when I was getting out of the truck today. I've been listening to it since he sent it to me a couple days ago, like nonstop. Awesome, thank um, you. Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it together, T, because a lot has gone on and. You know, for me, like I said, I, I'm a scribe. Um, I write poetry and the words, there's a lot of poetic Im- imagery in the words and they really connected with me because um, I know you're married. I know, you know, you have a son. Yeah. I know you are really big on legacy. I know you are thoroughly in love with your family and they mean the world to you. So, uh, you know, better, the the track better really hit home with me because, you know, the words, um, you are better, um, cherish the always, Mm -hmm. it just, man, it just, it just kind of floored me, bro. Cause like I, I, I came home, uh, I came home. And, you know, just just so you know, man, like I um, played in the league for six years uh, all over, Um, love football. uh, And, you know, my wife and I have been married for 10 years prior to that, uh, six years we dated. So a lot of stuff has happened. I haven't been perfect, man. Um, Yeah. I just haven't. So uh when you when you when you when you make a lot of mistakes when you, when you make a lot of mistakes and uh you have someone that sticks with you through all of them and uh it's important yeah. you, you just you just feel like oh man it's you, you this guys just looking out on looking out for you and um, those words, you are better. Uh, cherish the always. Cherish the always to me, it means covenant. It, it, it really resonated with me for marriage because I love my wife. I love my son. I love my family. And I know I'm a good man. I'm a God-fearing man. But I know I'm not perfect and I haven't been. And, uh, you know, when you jeopardize trust with your wife, when you just jeopardize trust, uh, it's, it's hard coming back from that, man. And so when you get to the point where, you know, they love you through it all, six, seven days working. You know, it's hard to be present when you're on the road. It's hard to be present as a man. It's hard to be present as a father. And then, you know, just so much grace my wife has. And it was like, man, it was like you, you were in my head, man. It was like, <laughs> you're better. Um, cherish the always. And then that fucking girl, bro, it came through like, it was like that that diadial opposite, man, that like, it will not be better. Quit yeah. lying to yourself. Quit lying to yourself. It will not be better because that's like the other part of you. Like, that, that's why that's, you know, and it, it just, it really fucks with you, man. And like, it was like, it, 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 and the way you ramped up with the music and the tone and then the falsetto, man. And, and it was just, and it built and built and into just like, it just crashed and stopped, bro. Like, I was just like, it's just been on. And it, like, I've been, for the last couple of days, I just come in, I look at my wife and I just say, you know what? Hey, I, I love you and I'm, I'm thankful for you and I appreciate you loving me through all my bullshit. Uh, and 
you know, I'm I'm working to be better, man. And so like that that uh that track, I was listening to it all the way over here. I live like twenty some odd minutes away from Justin. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I like the it's like on repeat, man, my Spotify, my everything. And you know, I just streams. you know, I'm not I'm all about the words, man, but I'm all about the feel and the tone. And like this yeah. EP, man, like it hit me in a place where like I was like, I needed it, man. I just, I fucking needed it, man. And no, I'm just, I'm thankful for what you did. I, I I respect your craft. You know, I'm an athlete, man, former athlete, but I respect anybody who has a talent. And I I, th- I just think you're brilliant, not just as an artist, man, but just for what it is that you're putting together. Because I can tell a lot of feeling went into that, man. Like that's like, not just like feeling like, okay, you know, like, like you know, we, we have guests and we have people we've, we've yeah. interviewed and it's like, oh man, I, I put this together in a couple of days and I, you know, I'm like, dude, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You put it, like, you know, Justin has brought me into this. We call it the cosmic canoe of music. Like I, you know, I didn't know too much about music at all, but like Justin is like, yeah. you know, sharing all his friends and, you know, people like you and like, I'm just, you know, I think I'm thankful to God for that too. But like when this happened and just kind of like the week I've had with work and just, you know, that song just like, dude, I can't get it out of my head. And it's just, it really, honestly, man, it's just, it just, it's just healing, man. It's just, just, that might be the best compliment I've ever gotten. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) like ever get a, get a transcript and print that out for your uh, your website. I don't don't even know what to say. I mean that, yeah, I mean, he breaks down. He breaks things down for a living, man. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I appreciate that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm glad I could help in some way. I mean, that's honestly like me. Music is very therapeutic not, as a listener. So like when I decided forever ago that I wanted to write music, the point was to hopefully like connect to someone, you know, to yeah. connect to people. And that was why I started doing it. And so, you know, for songs like this, you know, that song in particular was very, it just flowed. You know, yeah. I think anybody that creates things, sometimes you just have those moments where it just happens. And, and that song was really quick. And I wanted it kind of to be like a mantra, something that kind of just like there's a build and, you know, there's a, the parallel, you know, the vocal that comes in that is that voice in the back of all our heads. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very there. negative. Um, and yeah, I, it, the reason I called the album feel better and that song in particular, like it was a way for me to kind of like deal with, you know, everything that's going on because there was that fear of like, how am I going to, you know, provide for my family in the future? Like, are we ever going to be able to do this again? Like my, you know, especially the, the kind of band I'm in and the, the level we're at, like touring is, that's our lifeblood, you know? Yeah. So there was all these things like, and that was just kind of a w- way for me to deal with that in the best I could. And I don't know. And to hear that it's like, you know, translated to other people and they're what they're dealing with at that moment. It's just, I mean, that's like for real. That's, that's awesome. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's... one thing, I mean, one thing too, like, like I'm trying to think like track one in particular, you know, I don't know if all musicians deal with this, but, you know, and if they do, they're probably not very honest about it. But there's there's been lots of times throughout my career where I've 
you know, I've hit these roadblocks mentally or physically where yeah. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, is this, <laughs> yeah. is this for me? Like, yeah. and nobody wants to say that, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's my, my, my huge, it's a huge passion. I can never walk away from it. But like that first song, it's kind of me realizing like how much I'm, I should be thankful for like my family, you know, and my music and, yeah. and how the, those thoughts just should never creep in because there's always going to be ups and downs. There's always going to be, no matter what we do, we don't like it sometimes, you know, even if it's the, the best job in the world, which is what I have, you know? And so it was me just kind of being honest about that with myself and being like, you know, fucking be thankful yeah. for what you've been given and th yeah. that you can create this, you know? So that was kind of just me whipping myself in the shape being like, <laughs> yeah, quit. I think, I think a lot of people can, can certainly relate to that, you know, that, that, yeah. you know, and I think we talk, Daryl and I talk a lot about social media and we talk about it on the podcast a lot and, and we don't generally have the most, you know, it's a tool just like anything else can be and it can be used yeah. in, in a destructive manner. It can be used to uplift. And, you know, I, I really started limiting my, my consumption of it and I, I, made sure that anything that I'm putting out there is is genuine you know and yeah. that's kind of the thing with these podcasts you know there's not there's not a lot of editing that goes on with these it, we we put it out the way it is you know if we have a Skype issue we we you know we edit that but you yeah. know these are these are we're, we're we're presenting ourselves the way we are and I think there's so much of this like manicured perspective that's pop yeah. that's become popular that people push out and and it, that's become the expectation to people that are maybe unaware so like i'll just you know when i was coming up you know i the the idea of what a musician is until i really walked the line was like oh yeah. it's got to be like rock star with mark Wahlberg. like i'm just gonna be yeah. getting fucking laid <laughs> you know if I, i'll just do this for a couple of years next thing you know i'll get in a limo and i'll join fucking yeah. steel panther or whatever you know like yeah. it's just like be, until you're in it you know and you're like oh no this is going to be constant rejection and physical torture uh yeah. you know and, <laughs> and emotional abuse until i finally find a way to be comfortable and um i think social media has has amplified the 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 canceling of that out so everybody wants to be perfect and 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 right away and they yeah. want to stick you know they just want to make it seem like they nailed it the first time so like you're saying this you know we're not perfect we can we can we may want to quit you know like that's so true yeah. everybody everybody has those thoughts and yeah. you know I, i'm just i'm glad that that guys like yourself who you know who are you know, and I'm not trying to ball wash you here or anything, but you know, for for a band that that is kind of uh, the the music that you are to get to that point where you're you're recognized by your peers in the music industry to be nominated for a Grammy, you know, that shows that that's the that's the highest professional kind of you know recommendation that's available for people in in this industry uh, to a, to a certain extent, and you know, to be someone like yourself of that you know regard and then to say hey it's cool to 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 want to to say it's okay to want to quit you know and yeah. it's just but the important thing is how do you feel better how do you get back up on that horse i think that's really powerful shit man yeah well, thank you it's i think it's the the biggest thing and two what i want our our listeners to understand and just you know even even you know fans for bt bam and, and you in particular is you know um just the honesty that's that's coming through 
from your talent. Yeah. It's, well, it's you know, it's it, like that, that resonates with me the most. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, that's big for me. Do. That's what resonates with me too. And, and that's, you know, I walk that line, um, you know, with the band especially because, you know, for the last few albums, and I write these huge elaborate stories and, and part of me is like, uh, uh, you know, luckily I hear a lot of feedback that it does connect with people in personal ways because I try to make it where these, you know, situations happening and ideas kind of have a personality that connects with me. Um, yeah. But yeah, part of me is just like, I kind of, I kind of want to just be me again. Mm. You know, you listen to, I mean, I hate to be like cliche, but you listen to like a Bob Dylan record and it's like, Dude, that's just he doesn't give a fuck like, dude, that's just that's just pure that's him man. yeah, like, yeah. you know so i don't know there's that fine line for sure but i um i i do i get more gratification from writing something that resonates with someone emotionally more than it does like oh that's it you know yeah you know if it they riff so it, heavy <laughs> yeah if it if it helped them like through something or you know that's 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 why we do it, you know, because music's done that for all of us, you know, yeah. as far as the band goes, you know, it's important. So I tell you, I've been saying there needs it. There to be lots of music right now because the, the world is fucking crazy right now. Yeah. So. yeah. I've been yeah. saying it for years. Those BT band boys, they're special. You guys are, you guys are a special <laughs> breed. I'll tell you, you really are. You guys are, you're all just, you know, you're great. So, uh, I want to change gears here a little bit. We're we're gonna we're gonna take uh, some questions from the fans here as we as we wind down our time together. Okay. And um, th- you know, there's a, there was a lot of uh, this first question. There's a lot of kind of general versions of this. So we'll we'll just get this out of the way. So these are these are from uh, your your fans, loyal listeners um, mm-hmm. on the subreddit between the Barry to me. So that's the uh, biggest BT yeah. Bam. Hang out on Reddit, so guys, check that out. Shout out to Papa Crip, my man over there, the moderator holding it down. <laughs> Papa Crip is uh, he takes he takes no shit, and uh, he's he's a good man. So shout out to the Papa Crip there. Um, so first question, my brother, Dreamlike Wonder wants to know what's the status on the next BT Bam album, and will it be a concept album? Ooh, mm. um, I mean, we're taking it slow. I, I think ju- just like everything right now, I think patience is key. Um, you, you get that natural reaction right when this hit, like we got to work, we got, we got to, but I think anybody creatively knows that when you start really, really forcing things that it doesn't come out that great. Um, and we're kind of not in a rush right now because we don't really know what the future is as far as where this is going. Um, you know, we're, we're really focusing a lot of attention and trying to get this tour back together, like when that's going to take place. But, um, I mean, we all write here and there, um, but right now we're just kind of taking it easy and, and letting it play out naturally. So hopefully we'll have updates soon. But as of now, we don't have any plans for when that's going to happen. And regarding concepts, uh, I mean, we haven't had a talk about it. But me personally, I'm kind of on board for uh, like what we were talking about earlier. Just kind of writing from the heart. Yeah. See what happens. I think right now that's important. Absolutely. Um, Authenticity. I don't know. And, and the, this, I mean, I love writing concept record uh, stories, you know, lyrics for, for stuff like that. It's a big challenge for me because I, I don't really consider myself a writer ever. And <laughs> what? And so, you are a writer. You are a writer, my friend. <laughs> you are. And, um, yeah. 
I don't know. It, it's it's always really tough for me, and sometimes I feel kind of boxed in, and I, I kind of want to be a little more free, I guess. So, but who knows? Maybe something maybe something will pop in my head that really 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 motivates me to go the opposite way. Sometimes that happens. So we'll see. Let me let me ask you a little follow up there uh, on that subject of kind of feeling like you're boxed in. Is there is there pressure? Because like you're kind of viewed as this concept mastermind, you know, and like after you've done so many. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just start with colors and you go from there, and it's like, well, you've kind of built quite a, quite a thing here. Do you yeah. ever, do you ever feel that pressure? Like, oh man, I gotta come up. This one's gotta have t- time travel three times. Like, lyrically, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, lyrically, I do feel that pressure. Um, I really noticed it when writing Automata. Um, partly, that was kind of my own fault because I thought it would be a good idea to start with a simple idea and just build off that and kind of not plan things out like I normally do. And because of that, it, it created a lot of kind of hostility in my head. Um, <laughs> but it turned out cool. It, it, I, I'm pleased with, you know, the end product, but yeah, I definitely feel, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, the last few records was, I don't know, mainly what I do is kind of try to something has to really pop out at me like in my head like it has to really get me excited and be like okay i can do this and this and this and you know it's, it's something that kind of just takes hold of you and, you, and it just naturally kind of flows out you know and nice. if that doesn't happen for a while you definitely get the pressure of like shit is this going to happen like have, have i just am i maxed out like if there's nothing else to talk about you know <laughs> but um I think just like a, a big theme with what we've been talking about is patience and it, it will happen, you know? So for instance, right now, like, um, you know, I try to write a good amount of music, um, you know, and I've been writing a lot with guitar that, you know, the last few months and man, the last week and a half has just been a downer in regards to that. Um, just not, not happening. Like even yesterday I worked for a few hours on something and, it sucks, and <laughs> but, but, it, but I'm at a point where I've been doing this long enough, and I and I know myself well enough that I'm like, not freaked out about it, you know. Just like, hang in. I know, I know that's gonna go away. I know I'm gonna have like with better. Like I know there's gonna be that moment where I can just it just flows out of me, and something feels really good. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I need the, the thing for me is I need to, I need to stay off the news as much as. Yep. I, mm. That'll do it's it. It's killing go. me. Like I, I hate to be, I hate to like, be selfish in that regard because you know I need to know what the hell is going on, and there's a lot of very important things right now going on, and and, but I need to make that consumption a, a small piece of my day, not, you know, I'm starting my day off with that, and it's fucking yeah downhill from yeah. there, downhill it, from there, and I think that ha- might have a lot to do with it, and it's affecting me around my 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 son and my wife, it's like. It's hard to be like. Yeah, you know. it's pretty easy to to come up with a hopeless picture uh, after yeah. too much, you know, yeah. and and, yeah. and it can just put you in a in a state that's just no good. And yeah. you know, I I try to one of the th- I tell Daryl one of the things I'm guilty of is like hate reading something like I know I'm going to disagree with this, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and like and then I'm like huh, huh, like yeah. all of a sudden the only person angry here is me. Like the only one yeah. you know the the person that wrote this is like you know they're, they're eating dinner somewhere. You know, and it's just me huffing they're, and puffing. They're getting your, they're getting your click. Exactly. So. so I just, you know, just, just fucking. It's okay to take a day off here and there. Yeah. So. See, I'm, I'm not really, 
like I'm not a clickbait kind of guy. Like I'll read something like, okay, that's crazy. But I'm more like I'm fascinated by yeah, like the things people can think or yeah. it, it it blows my mind. You know, especially the last you know month or so. It's like I get in deep in the comments just to kind of it's like this is society. This is yeah real because because you get boxed. You know, everybody has their yeah. bubble, and if, if right. you're within this bubble where you're, you know, everybody's has these you know, progressive thoughts. They don't judge people. You know, there's all these things that like feels very normal for me, especially. And like, and then you see, you know, like you take a deep dive and the other side of that, it's just, man, it's rough. Well, I think, I think the thing that's important and this is something I try to do is I try to, it's like, I try to be fluent in both sides of an argument just so I understand what your objections are. And I think, you know, uh, when we had Paul on the show, him and I had a really nice conversation about, uh, about being vegan and he like mm-hmm. I had questions he and let and we just it was like a natural it wasn't like a debate it was just yeah. a natural yeah. conversation of like what about this oh well actually it's because this oh really okay well what about this yeah. you know and like it, I it's just it's hard to do that in a public way now and yeah. um, I like being like you're saying like I like to dig in and see well what are these what because these, if someone disagrees with you, they, they have a reason for it yeah. and, and it might enlighten you to at least understand how to respond if you, if you hear, hear them out. And that goes for like both, like any, it's not just, a, I hate to say both sides, but all, any angle on any situation to be yeah. clear, you know, uh, that anybody may have. Like if you hear them out, it's, you, you, you might, might do a little better there, so. Well, I, I don't know if I don't know if because of social media and because it's something digitized that is kind of there forever. Like I feel like people are so afraid to change opinion. Like, right? Okay, That's so weird it's to o- me. It's so it's okay to be ignorant and and then learn. Hey, I was a fucking piece of shit in regards to that. Like. I should change my ways. Yeah, like, and then you change okay. your ways, and then that's, they're like, "That's okay." Yeah, and then people like, are still angry. Yeah, but there's so I feel like people are like, "I have my opinion." And I can't stray away from that if, if, if I've said that's my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's, that's dangerous. Well, I think man. it's rejection. People are afraid of being rejected by their, their close, their, their peers, their, their yeah, workplace. Yeah, it all comes down to the bubble you're in. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't want to be, and that's why I try to, I try to fly my flag with everybody. You know what I mean? In the cosmic canoe. Yeah. So, all right. How to with anonymous, uh, wants to know in his companion, companion book for automata, Tommy mentions that The Great Misdirect was his collection of short stories. Parallax was his movie. And uh, what does that say? Something was his TV show. And Automata Automata. was his book. (laughs) Logically, would the next step be a video game story? So you you think maybe a story set inside a video game? (laughs) No. Here's the thing. I know our culture and, like, especially in the, like, quote-unquote prog community, it's, like, a very video game centered culture i'm not really i don't play video games how dare you i know (laughs) yeah so it's it's it's, so if i wrote a video game story it would be some phony shit like (laughs) it it might be about mario i love yeah mario yeah what's really going on there (laughs) mario's awesome (laughs) uh staying on the on the subject of uh of games here um Drisk nuts wants to know uh, the lyrics in "Ants of the Sky." In your mind, oh, you can God. you in your mind you can fly. Are in the video game Borderlands Three for the character oh, yeah. named Flack. Did you know that? I did. Yes. What are your thoughts? 
And I saw that and was immediately like, oh, snap, that's BT Bam lyrics. They must be some sleeper BT Bam fans there. So there's actually a bunch of, um, you know, BT Bam related little nuggets out there in the gaming world. Is that is that something uh, officially sanctioned or are they just fans? No, no, they're just fans as far as I know. Nice. Um, yeah, that's awesome. You know, when you hear about little Easter eggs and stuff, you know. That's I I love that part of movies, TV, you know. Yeah. I think video yeah. games, it's it's awesome. Kind of just show show uh, what you enjoy. I mean, we did that with. I mean, in Mordecai, there's a line that's about South Park. Nice. And like, maybe people will figure that out. Did I say that? <laughs> but maybe yeah, breaking I, news. I think, it's on Blabbermouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's really cool. And I. In regards to video games, I don't really play them much, but I would love to do some voice stuff on some oh, stuff. Somebody nice. hit me up. Hit me up. Yeah, nice. somebody hit him. Hit him in the Twitter. Hit him in the Twitter. Do it. You know, so on the topic of uh, of BT Bam Nuggets, my my uh, some of my boys, shout out to uh, the Extractus boys. They're really into Magic: The Gathering. They're a couple of magicians, mm-hmm. and there's a glass casket uh, magic really? card. Yeah, I sent it to That's Dusty. Awesome. Yeah, That's, so apparently there's some, and it's it's pretty new. And apparently there's some. Uh, there's some fans there too, so it's pretty cool, cool. when that. When hey, that Chi, what game would you want to vo for? Like, <sighs> if if you had a game, like, what would you think? Well, here's the thing. I, I like my son likes video games, so I'm kind of like, you know, he. It's mainly iPad stuff. You know, he likes Roblox and Roblox. Kinda, Daryl's yeah. in a Roblox world too, <laughs> man. Yeah, so like, I, that's like what I see and what I, you know, I got I set up an account so I can play with him. So yeah, dude, oh, I do awesome. the same yeah. thing. And you know, he um he just got into Fortnite. Um, oh, but yeah. it's like at a get like I have Hitman. Like I love Hitman, but nice. I can't play it. That's like, too I'm hard gonna, for me. Yeah, it is. It's... I'm not gonna sit there and snipe people and be like, yo, it's fun to like sneak up and kill people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I haven't played it. And, ages you know so i'm just kind of whatever he's playing i'll goof around with um but yeah i don't, I don't know I, i'm so out of touch with like what's cool in that world but um i hear like the last one of us two is pretty cool right now Sweet. um yeah that might that might that, oh, they almost got me on that one i might hey t might what's what's uh what's your son's uh favorite roblox game oh god right now he well he's been doing lately he's been doing the the restaurant tycoon stuff yeah like he really likes like making these crazy restaurants. He yeah, did he did an amusement park where, um, you know, he kept having my wife and I get on our accounts and go and check it out. It is, cool. is, is he but into? He, he, uh, likes, he likes all the. He loves like Five Nights at Freddy's. And, yeah, every, oh, that's, my, son that's scary, my son loves yeah, that. My son loves that. He likes one. all the scary stuff. What about uh, Build a Boat? Has he ever gotten into Build a Boat? What is it? Build a Boat. Build a, no, I don't think so. Tell him to get on Build a Boat. It is amazing. Like you okay. could just. You, you, well, basically, you guys kind of descend on these different flatted, flagged areas, different colors, and you can yeah. just build anything, but mostly oh. boats. Cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty awesome. He'll love awesome. it. Yeah, it's well, like v- virtual Legos now, man. It, it's uh, it's pretty yeah. amazing what, yeah, what these kids a, can he's do. Yeah, because he's a big Lego guy, so yeah. I think Roblox instantly, like, connected with that well that doesn't surprise me anytime i've seen him uh around around the uh the shows he's building something or um, yeah fine and he's finding something to build so that's that's yeah. good stuff um okay this is a, a question that i can really uh, strongly relate to um the red wonder hi tommy i am an aspiring prog metal songwriter that is feeling lost and let down by the music education system i'm currently mm-hmm. a jazz studies major on piano but my professors in academia more broadly believe that this music is not valid or worthy of study. <laughs> While Ouch. I strongly believe that it is, 
Have you overcome the opposition and scorn that this music is sometimes treated with? And what advice would you give someone feeling let down by the education system? Mm. I'm the wrong guy to ask about this, first wow. of all, because I've never had any education when it comes to music outside of just doing it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think in general, when someone says a statement like that, it probably means you're on to something and it's, and it, <laughs> you know, and it's, if it makes you feel a certain way, then go for it. Who cares? But yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard that that is a problem in, in the music school community, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, like the whole instrumental kind of, you know, prog band thing is, it's kind of creeped over into that world. And I know a lot of those guys do, you know, a lot of stuff with, you know, the, the music schools and do, yeah. you know, all the, all the seminars and stuff. So I don't know, but I'm not, I'm, I've never been in that world at all. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to say drop out. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give up. That's, uh, yeah. that's, what, I, that's what I did in, in college. Um, but it wasn't a music thing. It was, I, mean, I dropped out because of music. I was like, I just want to tour. Like what? So, um, economics. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess see if your teacher will listen to something that borders that line of, you know, what he doesn't like and what he does like and, and see if that can converting people's tough with a lot of things. So I don't know. I wish I was more help. Yeah. I would say, you know, number one, that's kind of, that's like the cross to bear with this kind of music. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know, you know, what uh, are this listeners into, but w just one advice I always say is if you're, if your goal is to like make tons of money and uh, meet lots yeah. of chicks, <laughs> the pro it's that. not your bit. Prague, Prague is yeah. not going to be your, your thing there. So if you, you know, if you want to express yourself uh, with no limits, you know, and uh, also be brutal, keep, keep at it. And uh, you know, it's always good to learn from different sources, be it whether it's self-taught only and, and you get some yeah. education. So well, but, it's such a good, like for the band, for instance, like a few of us are self-taught and a few of us are very educated with it. And, and when you combine those things, it, it's great because yeah. you have, you have someone looking at something from a very technical standpoint. And then you have someone like me is like, well, maybe I'll write a riff that makes no sense whatsoever, but it sounds cool. And it's like, and you put those things together and it can create some, very interesting you know so i and you know music in general you know when we started this we never it was never like a, i'm gonna do this to make money <laughs> right like it, it was never you know and that was very normal back you know because we're you know we were a hard came from the hardcore scene and like bands yeah, everything was very small like bands you started bands because you wanted to hang with your friends and you wanted to write music like you that was your thing yep. and, and, and there was no like future plan there was just like let's do this and and that's kind of i mean i don't even know if there was a switch that was like okay this is our job now it just kind of naturally happened yeah at know? some point you started selling merch yeah well yeah i know <laughs> that's the next thing you know you're you're set man we're all we're all uh i always joke that bands are just clothing companies that write oh, yeah. music especially now you guys and you guys uh you're always selling out of something and you know what it sucks is because i don't i'm not a big social media guy and yeah. you know the first uh first thing i knew about bt band was the silent circus and i see the other day i'm like going yeah. through my feed at like 11 o'clock at night i was like oh the vinyl's up and then like yeah. I scroll up oh 
it sold out in fucking two hours. I, yeah. I forget because I'm on the other end where I'm like, I, I got to you know announce it and organize all that stuff. And it's like, it sells out. And I'm like, shit, I never, I don't have, I won't get a copy. Yeah. I, totally, <laughs> I totally forgot to like. Put one aside. Get, yeah, put one aside for us. So yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's been cool doing those re-releases. I, it's a good Jamie problem to have. Did, yeah. Jamie did such a good job. Jamie with, rocked it. Oh my dude, god. Yeah. He it's, rocked it's like it. made me it made me like like some of these records like in a whole new way. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's the king. Really, He's the fucking king for a reason. He is. And I think like with Silent Circus it really starts something. Like I he did a great job with Great Misdirect and self-titled but Silent Circus and I was like, man, this that's almost, I mean, that's like, that's almost 20 years old, right? Something like that, yeah. It's, it's coming well, up on it. Seven, probably 17 or 18, maybe, yeah. Yeah, wow. It's wow, t- Colors is going to be 20 soon. How about that? You guys are getting old. It's crazy. I feel good. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, last couple here. Uh, Hello, Victoria. When writing a concept album, what comes first, the story or the music? Uh, we always normally... We work on it's all very separate normally. You know, we we work on the music as a group, and it, it changes for me lyrically. Sometimes something like we were talking about earlier, something really starts to work for me lyrically and starts to make sense with what I'm hearing with the music um, very early on. Sometimes it doesn't at all, and I have to, you know, the music will be completely completely done when I start working on it. So it it, it changes from album to album. And I always try to change my process up a little bit, so that that changes too. So keep it fresh, right? Yeah, keep it fresh. Yeah, keep it fresh. Yeah, I don't like to, I don't like to fall into like doing things a certain way always. You know, it, it's always backfired on me when I do that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of takes the whole spirit out of the progressive idea, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, on the idea of the progressive thing, I think that's the one of the funniest things about just kind of progressive music fandom is that. The idea is to be doing things that are different and forward thinking and yeah. new and genre breaking, and then people always get upset when you push <laughs> you, you push a little too far. It's like that's the point. We're yeah. trying to fucking break the envelope yeah. here, folks. Well, that's folks. why I think. I mean, my definition, like that that word prog, is it's become something where I feel like it's not really it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. It doesn't mean that, yeah. Because for me, like you know, a lot of like Radiohead to me is kind of prog. You know, it's like they because I don't know what to expect. Right. Prog to me is like I don't know what's next. Yeah, you know, it's, and there's a lot of bands like that that don't fall under a moniker like that at all. Now it means uh, you've got to have a seven string, and you know, yeah, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's been a good uh, been been a good run there. So last last question from Reddit again. Thank you guys for for uh, for checking out and supporting the uh, the podcast Big and for ups. your questions. Uh, it's Jordan Wilson wants to know: Will we ever get to know the full story to Coma Ecliptic? Maybe through a lyric book like you did with Automata. Which I would love for every album, honestly. I got a lot of versions of that. People wanting more lyric books. I think that's pretty cool. So, I yeah, I want to do more. I I don't know. It's tough for me. Like once I'm done with a story and, and just the album in general, I kind of it just gets erased in a way, and I move on to the next thing. I don't know if it's because there's always normally something on the horizon, um, but like sitting down and kind of getting back in that mo that moment and trying to think about how is thinking and what you know what i was thinking about when i wrote something it's it's kind of tough for me sometimes um so i should probably start doing it in the moment when i'm writing i guess is the lesson i just figured out right now uh, <laughs> there you go well this is an education podcast <laughs> so man up. yeah 
So, but um, um, the coma story, yeah, the coma story is done. Yeah. yeah, that dude's dead. Breaking news: coma mm. ecliptic. Yeah, that over. Dude totally, he got totally died. <laughs> Out of here. Yeah, uh. but the I'm trying to think. Parallax creeps over and actually makes an appearance in. Oh yeah, it makes an appearance in coma. I think. People. So who knows? They... Parallax. Parallax. My, I was gonna actually write of story like based on the beginning of parallax but it became just a, a tr- part of a track in coma mm. yeah, you're gonna have to yeah. start writing <laughs> to really one-up yourself i think you should write a concept album about a songwriter who's writing a concept album and then he kind of Get, you know what I mean? Just kind of keep going. Yeah. Just dig deeper into that hole. Oh, speak, speaking of, there's we were talking about video games. There's a company. Sorry, this isn't very professional for me to do, but nah, you guys got to look it up. Got to be accurate. Dude, all right, we do it all a, the time. <laughs> there's a phone. There's a phone. This company called Rusty Lake. Mm. Rusty Lake. They do, yeah, they do. Um, there's like. 15 games they're, all, they're like escape room games yeah and it's all based around this one story so it's like this big concept over like 10 15 games and it's it's real dark and creepy and hot oh, i've dove in really hard with it and i've played all of them in <laughs> rusty lake huh rusty lake rusty lake's the company there's you know they're a lot of them are called cube escape Paradox. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen yeah. those. I've never. Uh, they're they're good though. I've seen some of yeah, those on YouTube. Really good. And I man, I was like, those some of those are like freaky though. You remember that like, movie, The Cube? Yeah, you, guys, you guys remember that? It's vaguely. It was like these dudes were were trapped in like a cube prison, and the whole movie oh, was like oh, in a yeah, yeah, yeah. in like a air conditioning vent. Yeah. Oh really? That <laughs> yeah. was like that's pretty much yeah. It's like them crawling through vents into other big open cubes and being stressed out. It was, it was a good time. The Cube. Weird. Yeah, but that those games, I was like, man, I'll, yeah, if I had to like work with someone to do a video game thing, I was like, man, you could totally bring us uh, one of these stories to life with oh, something yeah. like that. It's hey, cool. well, Dream Theater made their own app game based off I of a concept that. album. That's mm-hmm. you guys, that. you know, anything's possible. So that's awesome. Uh, Tommy, thank you so much, man, for hanging with thank us you, here today. Uh, I appreciate it. Feel thank better, you better is out, and and last. A uh, little bit here from us. I just want to ask you because a lot of a lot of the fans were asking this: What in these challenging times of COVID nineteen, what is the absolute best way for your fans to support between the Barry to me right now? Um, I mean, obviously, you know, listening and buying any music we have out. But I mean, we're trying to. I mean, anything we post on our website, it's it's. You know, people are always like, "I wonder if they're getting any money from that." That if we're posting about it, it's like we're 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 behind it. You know, like we're making that happen. So yeah, I mean, any any way you can help, and we, you know, we have some things on the horizon that you know we should be announcing fairly soon that you can help with. I don't know. There's some things. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Just just listen, man. I mean, I think honestly, just the support in general we have we're we're so fortunate to have and to see people you know during this time still like buying things and and supporting us is it's mind-blowing because i mean we're all struggling right now we're all you know everybody's losing their jobs and shit and so yeah just for people to to help us and and support things we're doing that that means a lot so yeah 
That's awesome. We heard it here. Uh, Tommy, thank you so much, man. Feel better in the show notes. Check it out, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you down the road, brother. We'll see you soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you.